Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's another special, another sensational, another splendiferous Sunday morning across the MGC, the Mississippi Gulf Coast area. And if you are unsure what time it is, because we are up super early as if we have somewhere to be, even though we do not. It is 5.58 Central Standard Time. If you're the eastern side to our homies over there, it is 6.58. If you are over to the west, um, the west is the best. That's what they used to say. Pacific time zone, it's going to be 3.58, same as mountain time and any time zone in between. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you doing on this brisk, cool morning here across the Mississippi Gulf Coast area? We also hope and pray that sleeping well rest and um, exuberance to your muscle joints and bones has found you well. Definitely unplanned to be up early this morning, but we're going to keep it popping, keep it pushing as always, pressing play forward and being involved and evolving. Listen, once you open this podcast episode, I noticed you probably listened to a sweet treat. I wanted to go ahead and get you, you know, get you kind of grooving and moving and chilling and vibing out this morning. We have a little Marvin Gaye on the track um, after the dance, the, intermen- the instrumental version, excuse me. And, you know, you have your Segway uh, sounds coming on in here. But anyway, how was your weekend this weekend? Was it good? Well, mine doesn't really owe me anything. It was fabulous. Um, I had a great time. We came in Jack Friday evening. I spent yesterday with my boo and my family. Then we went out to celebrate, but we went to one of our early dating spots um, to eat. And it was just really sweet and really delicious, might I add. I really wanted to take a couple of those biscuits home with me, but I didn't bring my purse, bless his name. Uh, but that's okay. We had a good time and we talked and we, you know, laughed and just, you know, kind of talked about early days and things of that nature and came on back home and, um, you know, just enjoying the evening and just, you know, relax, related, release, rested on with the sleep. Fabulous, fabulous day. Um, it's just, I'm flabbergasted, however. Um, number one, it always seems as though when you're trying to sleep, that's when sometimes that's when you have the most on your mind or that's when you have something that keeps you awake or that's when you know for some odd reason you're just stirred you're just stirred to either think about the week ahead because your mind's always going um you know you have things going on and things that you need to do and i totally get that but it's like goodness gracious sakes life i was sleeping you know you have that really good sleep where it's like you know you don't have anywhere to go and you're really comfortable and you can really stretch out. Because most times in the bed, I can't fully stretch out. Because, you know, you know, for the men folk, sometimes, you know, they get super comfortable. And then the kids want to jump in the bed. And then everybody has arms and legs across everybody. Which is family time, so I love it. But it's like, you know, sometimes my back don't. <laughs> okay? But, um, you know, it's just in those moments, like, I just kind of look around and I see that. I'm like, wow. You know, that's my fam their mind and I'm theirs and it's it's really still a blessing um at any rate so we are up and we've been up actually since about 5 15 um you know somebody's bladder wanted to do what it wanted to do early this morning so we all are up for the challenge literally 
um, we have not had our morning coffee. So also, as I stated a couple moments ago, I hope that rest and sleep found you well last evening and last night. And if you haven't already, get that percolating coffee going for yourself early this Sunday morning. Um, and of course, with the cool weather, it's probably 37, 39, something like that degrees. Get your Maxwell House, get your community coffee, get your folders percolating, get your start for the day. Um, it's going to be another great one. Next week, I noticed, because I, I kind of just noticed it on the days of the calendar, that it will be my, you know, still brother to me, but my, you know, god brother and cousin, It's it will be his 45th birthday, and we're doing a big celebration um, in the neighborhood where we all grew up at, so um, we're definitely going to be out there um, and celebrating his memory and having that time. Um, with family it's important that you know even though there's a sting when you lose someone like none other there you know people that don't want to talk about it either deny theirs or just haven't felt it enough but there's a definite sting and there's a definite grief and there's a definite sorrow when you lose someone no matter you know in the manner in which they were lost it still is grief it still is sorrow but the neat thing about it is that sometimes you know around family and around those that you love you know you're able to kind of let that guard down and feel those feelings and emote and actually begin to process because people need to understand something grief is not something that is you know I always say, you know, magically whisked off with a wand and it's not something that you could drink down or drink away. It's not something you could smoke until, you know, your eyes are touching the back of your nostrils. It's something that you have to process. It's something you have to face. It's something you have to discuss or it can and literally will kill you and not just, you know, in your body, but just as a person in your spirit. You know, you get ultra defensive. You stay mad. You stay grumpy. You're ornery. You're you're really kind of almost perspective and personality basically you know you are hateful to deal with and nobody has time for that and so you have to make sure that you're cognizant of those signs and you watch yourself and you understand that you know this is something yes that everybody goes through it and you know that is and 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 let me say this too and I don't know if you've ever faced this but it is just a conundrum and a pet peeve to my spirit when people compare there are no comparisons I don't care if you lost someone through murder through illness, through natural causes, old age, that is not something that you can prepare for. And I don't care how tough you are in these streets. I don't care what your influence is. I don't care what you've accomplished. I don't care how much money you've made. That is an underlying unconditional truth. That that is not something that you can put, that you can either compare nor prepare for. You understand that? That's not something that you either neither can compare nor prepare for. And everybody handles it differently. So with that being said, I don't care, you know, make sure that if you feel the need, talk to somebody about it. Talk to someone who understands what those feelings are. Even if it's somebody that's totally neutral outside of the situation, sometimes that's best. Sometimes it's best if you don't talk about it. But, you know, still clue in the people that you are around that, you know, kind of having a rough moment. Kind of having a little janky day in my emotions. Kind of feeling a little, eh, you know, because I'm thinking about this. And that way it doesn't look like you're just biting everybody's head off and being a raven, you know what, for no reason. Or, you know, that you're just being insensitive when really you're just dealing with something. And and let me pause right there for station identification. Men folk, yes, I'm talking to you if you're hearing my voice. Stop that. Yeah, let me tap the speaker so you can hear me good and clear. Men folk. You can still be, you are not a sissy because you cry or because you share your feelings or because you actually show emotion. 
Like, stop trying to be so much about these streets in these streets and open your mouth, open your heart to the possibility that, hey, I'm a black man and sometimes it's a lot. And then, you know, we understand and most men don't think that we as black women understand, but it's like we're a double minority. We're like, we have it double. We're a woman and we're black. And in some areas, especially if your woman's educated, they're they're going to be the only ones like them. So we need to open the box to the acceptance and 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 bust down this stigma of you know of not talking about it. And just because you talk about it, it doesn't mean you're depressed or oppressed by your emotions. But it's just a healthy space. You have to just get it out. And I'm so over people saying give it to Jesus. You can give it to Jesus and talk to your man about it. You can give it to Jesus and still talk to your mother or a close friend or a therapist or someone that's, you know, in the situation that will hear you out and let you have that moment to push and process. Like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Stop that noise. That's exactly what keeps mental illness running rampant in the black community. We're still in February. We can talk about it. That's why we still have the issues that we do as a community. That's why we don't heal. I don't understand the mentality is a stigmatized, oppressive mentality. What goes on in this house stays in this house. How is it if you got Uncle Lyria and ain't, you know, chief running mouth? Ain't nothing staying in the house. Confusing. I don't understand it. Anybody out there know what I'm talking about? Like, no. Let's bust down the stigma and say, hey. You know, I, I excuse me, because, you know, I have a mixture crowd, you know, different people that I know that are connected that hear this. But I'm going to just be honest for a second. That shite is dead. Like, stop it. Let's stop increasing the stigma and just the warp mentality that you just have to hold in everything you feel because nobody wants to hear it anyway. Well, I've lost people too. That has nothing to do with the team in China. If you notice somebody's dealing with something and they're caring enough to show you that they're feeling what they're feeling in this moment, listen. And and and, and for God's sakes, you know, don't do the oh, here we go again. Here she go again. Well, what do you want me to do? You want me to cry with you? Have you ever met I heard people say that? You want me to cry with you? I can't bring it back. No, but you're here in the present, and the presence is the present to me or to whoever might be feeling like that in the moment. Your presence is the presence. No, sometimes people don't want you to fix shit. Yes, I said it. It's an expletive. I'll beep it later. Sometimes people need you to be there. And yes, provision is important. Yes, but patience is as well. Yes, presence is as well. Like the greatest gift anyone can ever give me is their presence. I'm self-made. I can I can save up and scrapple and scrape for what I need. That's not why people are connected to you, folks. That's not why people, that shouldn't be the basis to why you're connected with other people. And no man is an island, so get off of me with that foolishness. Like, seriously. Because the longer that we don't do that, and the longer that we don't hear each other, we're going to be a crippled people mentally. And I'm talking about the human race now, because it's not just black folks, okay? But it's highly concentrated in the area, and it gets on my nerves. Like, when are we going to stop that? You know, we have people, we have family, and I'm just being honest, we have family that's victims of incest. We, We have families, just, you know, globally speaking, that, you know, have dealt with rape that have dealt with abuse, 
that have never spoken about it, that will probably never speak about it because everybody that they're connected to are so like, what's the word, toxically comfortable in the foolery and in the history and in the pain. So instead of them talking about it, they'll medicate, you know what I'm saying? They'll put something on top of it. But let me tell you something. When it's midnight and that Band-Aid is ripped off of there, that salty wound is going to show. And what are you going to do about it? How are the people that are around you going to deal with it? I can sit here and tell you right now without anybody telling me, I can look at a person and tell if they've been abused. I pick up on everything. I listen at your I listen at your tone with how you are with the people closest by you. I listen to how you react to things. I listen to, you know, how you cope with things. I listen to your level of patience. I don't say a lot. And then on what I do know, I say a whole lot about, but specifically in that area, I really that's why I look at people. I'm very big on eye contact. What you hiding if you can't look at me? I'm going to look you straight in your face and to your soul and in your chest and in your spirit. And I can tell everything I need to know without you saying a word. And people know that people can pick up on that. Now, whether it's practiced or not, that's a fact. People can pick up on your people say your vibe. I mean, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Your energy, as I said before, spiritually, physically, kinetically. So, you know, what are you leaking out to people that you don't know? You know, why are you so standoffish? Why don't you speak to people? Why don't you look people in the eye? I, I don't know. And I don't know if that's just because of my very, very, very long stint as a, a journalism major, bless his name, or just how I was raised. If you want something, you have to go for it. You have to have all eyes and ears open. You have to look at people in the face. You know, be a be a woman, be a man, square shoulder to shoulder, look that in the eye, whatever that may be, whatever your it may be. Your it may be your grief. Your it may be sorrow. Your it may be death. Your it may be alcoholism or semi-dependency because you don't know how to deal with rough days sometimes. It may be food. It may be, you know, just being a little bit harsh, you know, in your tone. It may, whatever your, it may be. It may be ultra perfectionism because you didn't have nobody standing up for you when you were little. It may be that. You know, it may be holding on to what you did. People don't realize like mental illness that is unresolved begets violence that could beget murder eventually. Also, let me break it down to a more molecular level than that. Mental illness that's just never spoken about or trauma that is never spoken about or unresolved that begets mental illness. And I'm just not having it. (laughs) I'm just not. I've seen what it does to people. You understand? It is not, and whether undiagnosed or diagnosed or resolved or unresolved, I see it all the time. It's running rampant nowadays. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not for secrets. I'm not for, you know, we just don't talk about it because we just don't talk about it because that's just, what we, you know, that's just what we, we just don't do that. Where? They, where? Not I said to fly, and and on that one, my name's Ben, and I'm not even in that. No. If there's something wrong, we're going to patch a plan. We're going to find a revolutionary resolve. We're going to get whatever kind of, you know, coaching or counseling, even if it's just we're just reminding ourselves that we can talk to one another. But we're going to fix that thing. We're into fixing and formulating and moving in power. You can't do that if you're not speaking on anything. You're not doing that if you're not saying what's wrong. You're not doing that if you're not, you know, allowing yourself to open up the wall of like your hurt and pain and be like, ah, here's the band aid. Here's the wound. Talk somebody talk to me. 
me. I'm hurting. I'm bleeding. And so I don't bleed on you because you didn't cut me or because I don't hurt you because I didn't even know that you were hurt. Like, let me share this with you. You know, it hurt, you know, it like, I mean, just being honest, we talking real, like I said, this splendid for Sunday. So I'm going to say what I feel and get on off of here because it's real and I'm sick of it and I'm tired of people doing that. If you do not resolve it, it's going to kill you one day. You or somebody else. And I'm not talking about just literally in a grave, but it's going to kill you to the point of unresolved. It's going to kill you to the point that you're not progress in your life it's going to kill you to the point that you're in a relationship that you're stagnant in it's going to kill you to a point that your children don't want to deal with you it's going to kill you to a point that you know all of your family don't deal with each other and nobody knows why because somebody down the road did something this cousin so-and-so and ain't nobody talking about it but instead of them talking about it we're gonna drink in high off of it no you need to sit down and start talking about stuff this is kind of what i would like to call a real deal super sunday like, I mean, seriously, I see it all the time. Like how many people, let's just talk about it guys. And I, you know, you don't have to respond and you don't have to reply because it's your business and you can get down like that. But I just wanted to put something on your mind today to make you think, how many of you do you know out there? Family, friend, loved one, connected, blood, not blood, but still close, whatever the case may be. How many of you out there know somebody right now that's been a victim of incest? How many of you out there right now has known somebody or you yourself that have been abused? How many of you out there right now has known somebody or might be one victim yourself of the unfortunate occurrence of rape? How many of you out there right now, maybe yourself included, have been have dealt with, I don't like to say a victim of, but have dealt with either one of those previous three things that I just said or have dealt with trauma? Okay, pause for semi-station identification. How many of you have actually talked about it? Not being itchy, but I'm going to just go ahead and say it. A vast majority of you will say, I haven't. Why? Because I'm not going to tell nobody my business. Honey, most of the people already know. They know it before you even tell them details. They know about how you are. You tell your business by how you are with people. Like, kill your kill that noise. I'm over it. Like, you are going to resolve or you're going to get on. And if you get on in a negative way, that's nobody's fault. Because what have you done to try to figure that out? Who have you spoken to about it? I'm so sick to death. I love my black people. Understand that I am proud 365, 366 days until cradle to the grave. Okay? Because we are an amazing people with tremendous history and power that just don't realize the, the, the immense impact of our power or of our story or our history. We so stuck on people worrying about our business. Let me tell you something. If it's going to free the next three to five generations of your family... How many of y'all got sibling cousins? Okay. Don't want to mess up the next family fish fry with that one, but I'm just saying. Why is that? Okay. And have they talked to anybody about that? Not even just the people that went through it with the perpetrators. Have they, what did they deal with growing up? And then once we figure out all this stuff, we got to put it on the table and learn to talk about it, accept it as a truth of what life is or has given you, forgive the situation, forgive yourself, 
the perpetrator, the situation, so you can move forward. Because if not, like I said, and I have nobody's license in it, it's just school of the hard knocks and my own experiences and just dealing with people in life. That's been my teacher. And until I get my my bachelor's and all that other stuff that's going to come with me, that's what's teaching me. And that is some of that just common know-how and experience here. How are we supposed to heal? And I'll say it, some of the older people, I, I don't, I'm not going to put blame there because of how their mentality was and how they were formed. But eventually, if you don't recognize what it does to your family, you're just too old and ignorant to try to start that work. And you've been made to feel like that's okay. And being old and ignorant is no excuse from keeping your family captive in like a whole bunch of stuff that should have been resolved. And maybe the generations coming after them will be way better if you would have done that. If you would have had those hard conversations. If you would have opened the door and put the wall down and let them in. And even if you didn't go to a certified therapist to talk about it. Y'all eat all the time. Guaranteed y'all get together on holidays. You're the head of the family. Start acting like it. And then maybe the people that come behind you would have a chance. Like, that's the part I don't understand. And that's truth no matter how you slice it. Like, because after you get done cracking the bottle open, getting real good and thuggy, and getting real good and hungover, and getting really good and high and all this here, let me say, and you take a shower the next morning or whatever the case may be, guess what? Beanie Jojo still raped Susie Q and ain't nobody talking about it. Beanie Joe killed Beanie Jojo Jr. and ain't nobody talking about it. What it did to Jojo the third down there. But it's funny because somebody's crazy. Oh no, 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 no. Not I said to fly on that when I'm being in and I ain't in it. But not for me and my house. And part of saying that, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will get it together. As for me and my house, we will confide in one another. As for me and my house, we will be close together. As for me and my house, we will sit here and we will love on one another. Because if not, then something's amiss. And whatever that is amiss, it's got to go. You know? As, as for me and my house, you know, we got things to do. As for me and my house, we got to go. As for me and my house, we got to, you know, make moves. As for me and my house, we got to progress. We got to progress. And if we can't progress, then it's a mess. And I'm not dealing with mess. And again, it's the truth no matter how you slice it. If you don't like the truth, then deal with the story and get on about your life. But I'm going to have resolution. I'm going to have power. I'm going to walk in and with him for a purpose. And you can't do that sometimes unless you unless you resolve and unless you put things on the table. Because it's the truth no matter how you slice it. And if you don't like it, then get another piece of bread. But it's not going to change the fact that it's a part of your history. It's not going to change the fact that it's a part of your life. It's not going to change the fact that it's a part of your family's life. And that stuff can trickle down if you don't catch it. Yeah, you can brag about your bloodline, but if your bloodline is down here, what you bragging on? People die and go to their graves every day with things that are unresolved that they don't talk about. For what? For nothing. Like I hate to say it, but old ignorant heads of generational families continue and beget the same thing because of what? They don't want to talk about it because we don't talk about it. Who? Why not? Who said that? Who made that rule that said we don't talk about it? Who made that rule that said it's okay for three to four generations to be about nothing, talk about nothing, live like nothing and have nothing that's worth nothing? Who said that was okay? 
Like, who said that was okay? Like, I'm stirring the pot. I'm getting confrontational a little bit this morning because I'm tired of people being so comfortable. Like, no, if you want something, you have to do something you've never done before. If you want something with someone, you have to do something that is outside of your regular comfortability box. If you want something done, if you want something that you've never achieved in this life, you have to do something that you've never done before. If you've never had AIDS, you got to study harder. If you want a marriage, you have to act like it. If you want to be married, you have to consider that partner as your better half in your decisions. You know, people want people want the luxury, but they don't want the cost. It's a it's a cost to being a boss. It's a cost to being the head of a family. It's a cost to be everybody wants to be head of household. Do you understand what comes with that? Do you understand what comes with that? Head of a household is not just delegation. Head of a household is not just being bossy. Head of a household is not just saying what you say goes. Head of household is not just a tax status. Head of household comes with a myriad of responsibilities, duties, and tasks that you have to go forward in with excellence, with perseverance, with positivity, with strength, with patience all year and lifelong. And if you don't, that affects the people that come up behind you. Regardless if that's something you want to admit or not, regardless if that's something you want to see or not. I'm so sick to death, like I said, of people that are not resolving anything, not speaking on anything, and not being real on anything. People are hurting. People are dying. People need healing every day. And I just, I mean, I hate to say it, but good Lord. Like, I've seen people that I love get, I don't say, you know, lost in the cracks of life, but it's like, I just imagine like how many people would really even need alcohol or drugs if they dealt with what happened to them as children. You know, people that would never notice their full potential because they're brought up in a family of nothings, talking about nothing, solving and healing and fixing nothing. And then you just put a bandaid on it called alcohol. You just snorted away for a little while with something called drugs. You just, you know, fuss and cuss and then you just act like nothing happened. That's dysfunction, folks. And it's disgusting. Yes, I said it. And I don't apologize for it. How many people coming up behind you are affected by that? People that are partners, people that are spouses. Don't you understand that automatically in a form of a partnership, in a form of a relationship, in a form of a spousalship, in a form of a marriage, don't you know that God is going to attack you guys first? And what about the things that you didn't share with your partner or your relationship partner or your spouse? You don't think that affects them? You don't think that they're given an extra spiritual battle because of stuff you refuse to resolve and fix or even talk about? How fair is that? So then you have a group of nothing that begets nothing, that begets nothing, that begets nothing because nobody wanted to talk or or fix or resolve nothing. And it's disgusting and it's dysfunction and it's a cold, hard, inconvenient, unconditional, ghetto tailed truth that I'm tired of looking at. I'm tired of smelling it. I'm tired of feeling it in my community because that's one thing you're going to know about me. If nothing else, 
I do love to talk, but I love to speak and communicate more. And I love to come to resolutions and stuff. Yes, we can point and whine and itch and bitch and moan and groan all day about problems and situations and people and fussing and cussing and all this here. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to help me find a solution, don't be a part of the problem. And sometimes being a part of the problem is just, just keep talking about that there is one and you're not trying to find a solution. You're not trying to find a resolution. Like, why are we like, why is it that a lot of people are just freaking complacent and consistent complainers? But when it comes to resolving something, you're running around like a rabbit with his tail cut off because you have no idea what to do. You're so grown, but you have no idea how to aptly communicate your emotions. You're so this and you're so that, but you don't know how to heal and you don't know how to apologize. You're nothing. Let me help you. When it comes to like, really, that, that's, cause that right there is a part of grown work. Who have you hurt that you will never apologize to? Not because that you don't know that you're wrong, but that you're so consumed with pride, you just don't feel like saying that you're sorry. Because you just feel like you, because that's what you do. And that's just quote, quote, how you are. You refuse to apologize. You refuse to get it right. You refuse to speak on it. You refuse to acknowledge it. That's another thing that's disgusting to me. Failure to acknowledge. Like, honey, Stevie Wonder on the other side of the world can see you tripping. And you just refuse to ignore oh, because you're going to just deny, deny, or deny till you die. Okay, well, let me go ahead and help you with something. God's punching a lot of time clocks now. So do you really want to keep denying till you die or you want to keep growing until you live? Which one is it? Because you can't do both. And I'm not going to connect myself or be associated with anybody that has that spirit. And that's okay to believe that that's okay. That you're just just not going to acknowledge nothing. You're going to deny till you die. Well, guess what? It's coming quick for some people. And the way that the world is nowadays, it's coming soon for a lot of folks. And I'm not going to be the one in that number that's going to be like, okay, well, I'm just not going to acknowledge it. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm done talking. No, you need to be done talking so you can get ready to live, sweetheart. Done talking is not an option. If you want to live, done talking ain't an option. What if this was the last time you spoke to somebody? Done talking is going to be an option then? Oh, okay. No, it's just some things just don't make sense. And I'm like, I'm actually glad that, you know, Max had a little accident because it got me to thinking like while we were all kind of just up and straightening up, like, come on, like, who are we kidding? You're not that cute. You don't have it that much together. And really, honestly, compared to the rest of the world, Mississippi money is not the rest of the world's money. So get off your high horse and get it together. Get it in order. And that's all I got to talk about this morning. On a real resolving solution, solution field Sunday. That's what we're talking about. That's what we having. That's the type of discussions we because if you're gonna grow, like real wealth is is mental health. Like the real wealth is not the dollars in the bank. The real wealth is active and effective and in, uh, interpersonally made and wonderful relationships. Real, real, real health. That's what that is. And I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm, I'm just over it. I'm, I'm over the, just the, 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 I don't know, just the general, like the general, generationally, you know, disgusting dysfunction of, of a sector of a, of a nation 
that doesn't need any more dysfunction on their history. Like, there's a song, and again, you know, for the music buffs out there, you can Google it, you can inbox me later, but there's a song, it's like, you know, what is it, Money Talks, Bullish Walks? Well, you know, yeah, until a limit, that's true. But Resolution Talks and Bullish Walks, in my book. Forgiveness Talks and Bullish Walks. Acceptance Talks and Bullish Walks. Not condonement but acceptance and forgiveness, partnership talks and bullish walks, togetherness talks and bullshit walks, bullish walks, excuse me, but it's just, I'm just, I mean, we're just getting, I, gully in God today, okay, I don't know, just whatever, pray my strength in the Lord, but I'm just being honest with it, unity walks and bullish walks, that, that's, that's what talks to me, that, that's what's important, that's what matters, so as I leave you and I leave you with that on this splendiferous, sensational, special Sunday, remember that you have a power that's within you that is greater than anything in any factor in any other outcome in your life. And that's the ability that you have to live, walk, move, and have your very being. And you didn't give that to yourself. You're not that good. Okay? If you're a believer, make sure you remember that. You know that God gave you everything. God still is everything. Above any and everything else start giving stuff to him and then watch how he'll do things for you listen you already know who it is season two episode seven jen on the mic hopefully for many 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 of a myriad of more episodes um of course you can always check me out on my anchor.fm site at anchor.fm forward slash jennifer with two n's and two f's hyphen smith of course your girl's also on apple and google Podcasts. Make sure you check out those platforms. And as always, you can also go to my business page on Jazz E Speaks LLC um, on Facebook or Meta or whatever they call themselves nowadays. Let's get some resolve. Let's start being real. Let's keep growing and acknowledging because whether you not whether you know it or not, other people see you for who and what you are. Whether you ever speak on it or not, be real. Be spectacular. Have a good week next week. I'll see you in the morning. We'll talk soon. It's been Jim and Mike as always, and I'm out. <laughs>